All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. If you are new to the show, welcome. And today we are celebrating episode 50. I can't believe we're to episode 50. I started this podcast back in April 2016, and we are 50 episodes in. So I wanted to do something a little bit fun for episode 50, so I decided to do another roundtable. I did a roundtable in episode 25 with Michelle Gonzalez, Erica Serra, and Laura Anderson. And this time I'm doing a roundtable with three Olympians. So I'm talking with Colleen Quigley, Delby Houlihan, and Courtney Freyricks. These girls all run for the Bowerman Track Club. I'm super thankful to Emily Enfeld, who was also on this podcast a while back. Um, Emily is their teammate with the Bowerman Track Club, and she introduced me to these girls. And so for those of you who might not know, Colleen and Courtney competed in the steeplechase in the Olympics in Rio this summer, and then Shelby competed in the 5K. They are adorable, first of all, and it was just really fun to talk to them and hear what was on their minds going into the Olympic trials, going into the Olympics, and what their goals are for the coming years. All three of these girls have such a bright future, and now that I've talked to them and feel like I kind of know them a little bit, I'm gonna be even more excited to follow along their journey. Hey, and since it's episode 50, I'm going to do a fun giveaway, so make sure you guys check out the show notes to this episode because I will have a giveaway linked onto there. All the show notes are always at lindsayhine.com. You guys, before we get started, I want to thank PrepDish for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. You want to save time, I know you do, you want to make things simple, PrepDish is the answer for that. So Allison, the chef at PrepDish, she's a dietitian. She comes up with these delicious, healthy, gluten-free or paleo option menu items and she puts together a detailed grocery list organized in category and sends you recipes for the whole week. Not just recipes for lunch, but recipes for snacks and dessert too. My friend Jana, a lot of you have probably heard me talk about Jana on this podcast a few times. So Jana texted me, said, by the way, I really love your sponsor, Prep Dish. I use it for the new menu ideas and the grocery shopping list and just make the meals at night without prepping ahead and it's been super easy. All of the recipes are super healthy and really low maintenance. So Jana doesn't even prep ahead, but she uses it for the recipe planning and the meal planning, which I like that idea too. You can do it however you want to do it. If prepping on Sundays doesn't make sense for you, that's fine. You don't have to prep them on Sundays. All right, guys, go to prepdish.com slash another. Use promo code another, all caps, to get a free two-week trial. Let me know what you think about it. I know you're going to love it. All right, we are going to get started with our conversation with the girls. I did want to tell you guys, if you know of any cross-country or track coaches for high school students or even college students, you would do me a favor and send them a link to this episode. I, I think that my regular listeners are probably a little bit older than that demographic, and I think this episode could really speak to that school cross-country runner or college cross-country or track runner. Um, and that's, you know, group that probably isn't listening to this podcast yet. So this is an opportunity to really build the community and, and also share what these girls have to say. I think there's a lot of value in that. And I think they have a lot of really great advice. So even if you don't know them, just reach out and see who's in charge of track and field or cross country at the school closest to you and see if they want to share this episode with their teams. Great idea, right? All right, guys, enjoy my conversation with Colleen, Shelby, and Courtney. There we go. There it is. <laughs> what are you girls up to? We're just having some breakfast. <laughs> some coffee. coffee. You're at a coffee shop right now or is that your home? Um, I'm actually at my sister's house. So okay. I have it's really th- cool. I have three yeah. little kids and um like they're like three months, two years old, and four and a half. So my house <laughs> is never quiet. 
Why it is not a thing. So my oldest is at school, and I drop the other two off at the Y for childcare, and I'm at my sister's. It's just like this juggling act. So, oh, um, yeah, she's got this really cool barn door okay. back here. One day. Yeah, it's a crazy life. You will make your life so simple. Yes. <laughs> so Emily introduced us, and I was so happy yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, so what do you guys? You guys are out in Flagstaff. Yeah, Flagstaff, Arizona. I don't know if we can show you how much oh, snow. snow is outside. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's like probably three. We got like three or four feet a few days ago, like in the last week. Now, this is a really dumb question. Is it cold? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cold. It's been getting a little warmer, like yeah. 45-ish. Two days were better, yeah. yeah. There were some, like, uh, 10 degree days in there like why do I think it's like warm over there because <laughs> it's Arizona yeah. and the rest of Arizona is warm <laughs> uh, yeah I'm super confused because you're up in the mountains we're on top of the mountain so it's just not it's at 7,000 feet so yeah. if you're somewhere we're 7,000 feet in January there's probably going to be snow <laughs> that's where we have to be so okay <laughs> so everybody we are talking with Colin Quigley I'm going to say some of your names wrong. Shelby Houlihan, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. And Courtney, I'm going to say your last name wrong, Freericks? Freericks. Freericks. Yeah. Okay. Um, right off the bat, I have to tell you, I have a sister named Shelby. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, and it's just oh, not a very Shelby. common name. Yeah. yeah. Is that um, whose house you had, or is that a different, different sister? a different sister's house. I'm at my older sister's house. Yeah, cool. I'm, in, I'm in the middle of two, of three girls, so. And where do you live? Indianapolis. Oh, cool. My sister goes to Butler. Really? Mm-hmm. I have Butler pants on right now. No way! <laughs> say Butler. Yeah, she's in the dance program there. She's like, she's a dance major. We, um, I actually live just like two and a half miles from the Butler campus, like right near downtown. Yeah, and we get all of our babysitters from Butler. Yeah. <laughs> so if your sister likes to babysit, send her my way. Babysitter. That is like my best, and actually my son goes to um, the school across the street, it's called the Butler Lab School, and it's affiliated with Butler University, so we are very oh. in the Butler, the Butler awesome. scene. Okay, so you guys are in Flagstaff training, mm -hmm. Yep. and Courtney, you're about to go run cross-country national championships? Yep, um, Saturday. Woo! This Grace. Saturday? Yep. I leave Flagstaff on Thursday to go to bed. Okay. Are you excited? I am. I'm really nervous, but I'm really excited. It'll be my first 10K, so we'll see. <laughs> but I love cross country, so I was really excited for the opportunity. Now tell me about it, because I don't really know the cross country scene like post high school and college. Like, yeah. What is that like at a national level as a professional athlete? Well, this will be my first one, so it'll be a new experience for me too. But I think it's a good opportunity to allow a lot of different um, like event areas to kind of meet up because there's going to be a lot of like marathoners and then I'm actually one of the more I would say shorter distance runners doing it so it'll be really fun I'm going to get to race a lot of people that I wouldn't normally get to it's so, not like a very big thing for professionals like they're not they don't have like a bunch of cross-country meets throughout the fall like you would in in NCAA or in high school. Yeah, just, it's pretty much just the one. Just the one. They have like club cross and then they have the US cross. It's usually a qualifier for something. Um, there is a world championship, world championship cross this year. this year in Uganda. Oh, 
Is anybody going to that? Well, you have to qualify. Yeah, the <laughs> they'll they'll pick a team from Saturday. Yeah, so they'll pick a team of girls from the race Saturday. So like the mm -hmm. top five or the top five or ten or seven or what? I believe it's top six that declare. Um, I think we're a little unsure whether I'll go or not. Especially the t it's a little bit late this year. So with um, Outdoor Worlds too. Um, we kind of want to focus on trying to make that team um, in the steeple. Um, that's kind of our priority. Yeah. So then <laughs> Shelby and Colleen, you guys are going to race. What is the BU Mile? It's just at Boston University. They host a meet called the BU Valentine Invite. Okay. Uh, and they're having one of the events that they have there is the mile. So that's what we're going to enter in. Now, is and that just like a random thing or was it – on your sketch, you know what I mean? Like, do you yeah. normally race a mile? Yeah, I mean, Shelby did the 5K last year, and I did steeplechase, but we both, like, Shelby ran a bunch of 1500s yeah. last year, so she's, like, super speedy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how speedy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she's been really speedy in the last few workouts. She just had a boss workout on Friday that made, made us all think she's ready to I run was a just mile, like, so. see you, Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I want to talk about that though. So you guys, I feel like you are you guys all like best friends. <laughs> we spend a lot yeah. of time together. We basically so. live together six months out of the year. So yeah. <laughs> it helps to get along. Yeah. So like in the house, you're, like whose house are you at in right now? Like it's like an Airbnb, like just like a rental house. Okay. Yeah. And how long are you there for? Oh, it was four weeks. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's it. And then where are you going after your races? We're all going back to Portland. Yeah, right? yeah, for a little for a bit, weeks. and then coming back here. They'll come back. Yeah, and then I'll stay in Portland for a little while because they're going to do U.S. indoors. U.S. indoors is in Albuquerque, which is at a little bit of altitude. So we want to come back here right before um, and kind of like get higher. It's at like what four thousand feet? Five. Five thousand. This recording at school. Um, oh really? For, yeah, <laughs> New Mexico. So. Um, we're going to race at like 5,000 feet. So we don't want to, um, be coming from Portland at sea level and then go up to that altitude is really hard. So we'd rather be the last 10 days before the race be at like 7,000 feet. And then for the race drop down to 5,000 feet, it's going to feel easier rather than harder. So that's kind of our, our trick. Teach me, <laughs> teach me about this altitude thing. Is it, <laughs> is it like, I mean, are you affected from just being there too and not just training in it, you know, like running and just like constantly breathing that, mm -hmm. that air? Yeah. Like the method that we've subscribed to our coach subscribed to is called, um, um, live high train low. So we're living at 7,000 feet, but we do most of our hard effort. <clears throat> like most of our track workouts, we go down to like 4,000 feet or even down to Phoenix, which is at sea level to work out and then we just come back up here and we spend all we sleep here and we eat here and we hang out here and we watch TV and we spend as much time as possible at 7,000 feet and then the working out part is you want to be able to really be able to run faster and harder that you just it's not possible to hit certain times that you want to hit at 7,000 feet. <laughs> okay. So we'd rather be used to our legs moving that fast and the rhythm of that pace that we want to feel during the race. Um, if we do everything slower, when you do go to run fast at sea level, it, it doesn't feel right. And your legs can't really like keep up with that. So we'd rather train the way that we're going to train. But then if you live high and get used to that, um, 
less oxygen up high. It makes your lungs a lot stronger. For that whatever. makes sense. You could teach a class on that. <laughs> yeah, it's super fun. <laughs> so do you like hop in the car and drive an hour to go train then? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what we're going to do today. It's yeah. two hours to get to yeah. Phoenix. Oh, two here. hours. Wow. Yeah. Our normal runs, we just will probably take like 20 to 30 minutes to drive to get to. Okay. But, but that still yeah. drops you like a substantial amount? That's a little bit. Not too much for our yeah. normal runs. But we you're not like doing 60. a big workout. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a 60-minute easy run, so it's not as important. Tell me what your workout is today. What is it? I can't remember. Six, four, two, times two, and then five, three, one. It's just some speed stuff, mostly. Six. Well, I have lots of fours and eights. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, fours and eights, I'm assuming that means 400s and 800s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many will you do? Um, I have four by 400, two by 800, four by 400. Okay. It's, um looks kind of like it's just kind of like a pre-race type workout. So mine won't, shouldn't be too hard. Feel good. Yeah. Now, do you all get, like, nervous before a hard workout? Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't. She'll, She'll be, be really nervous. so excited. But it's, really? nice to have, it's nice to have her like that because it's it it keeps kind of, the mood light. Yeah, it makes you feel like, okay, like, I can do this. Like Shelby never gets nervous because she always crushes it. So there's nothing That's to be nervous true. about. So <laughs> I just you, get excited. Do you think that makes you – does that affect how you race too? Like are you the same way with your races, Shelby? Yeah, mostly. I I don't really get nervous very often. Um, sometimes for like the first meet of the year, I'll get a little nervous just because I haven't raced in a while. But usually I just get really excited because – that's, I mean, this is why we train. It's the fun part, you know, so. What a, like, what an awesome way to live your life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's got to be, like, sort of a little bit of a, just kind of, like, naturally who you are, right? Yeah, I have a lot of energy <laughs> most of the time. A lot of energy. A lot. So it just also, it's a way for me to kind of get rid of some energy, so, <laughs> like, we'll do a workout in the she'll morning, come back in the, yeah, in the afternoon, and she's, like, doing cartwheels, and, like, <laughs> I'm, like, what happened? Like, go for another run. Get out of here. Are you also one of those people that requires, like, not as much sleep as everybody else, or yeah. is your... Yeah, I yeah? think function pretty well for, like, five hours of sleep, but I usually try to get, like, eight or nine. No way. Just because I know I should. Because <laughs> you're, like, that's your training, your, yeah, yeah, I mean... Athletes need a lot of sleep. Um, you'll do really good one day if you ever do have kids, if you can function. Yeah, I hope high energy, little sleep. Yeah, I'm you'll also a kid, so yeah. you'll fly right through that newborn face when you don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Courtney and I were rooming together at the trials, and I don't know. We just ended up we were roommates, and uh, the night before the race, we went to sleep at like I don't know, like ten. Yeah. And we didn't set our alarms because our races were in the evening. So we were like, you know, we'll just sleep until we wake up, basically. And we woke up at 10 a.m. And we were like, do we just sleep for 12 hours <laughs> We straight? slept 12 hours straight. <laughs> That's amazing. Like the day but night before the race. <laughs> That's a good thing, right? Yeah, I think I so. Yeah. <laughs> Shelby was probably up at 5 a.m. like bouncing off the walls. Like, it's race day. It's race day. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably pretty accurate. <laughs> Shelby, who'd you, who'd you room with? Um, I, who did I room with? Emily. Emily. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was with Emily. Room, did you? Yeah. Okay, so 
I have a million questions, but let's go, let's like quickly, we kind of jumped into it without giving you guys like proper introductions. Let's quickly have you guys each kind of say who you are, where you're from, where you're from, and what your, you know, what your main um, event is. Sure. Do you want to start? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Colleen Quigley, and I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. I went to Florida State for college, and then graduated in 2015, moved to Portland, um, and I've been doing steeplechase ever since I got to FSU, basically, um, ever since freshman year, and made the team for USA this summer in Rio in the steeple, and finished eight. And now I'm just training. <laughs> do, it, do it all again this year. <laughs> All right, I'm Shelby Houlihan. I'm from Sioux City, Iowa. I went to school at Arizona State, also graduated in 2015. I kind of jumped around between the 800, 1500, and recently the 5K, so made the Olympic team in the 5K. Yeah, but um, I think maybe this year focusing more on the 15, I'd like to see how fast I can run in that. I ran 403 last year off of 5k training so I kind of I want to see where I can how fast I can run the 15 maybe more focusing on the 15 so yeah I mean I guess we'll see this year so (laughs) Um, I'm Courtney Fricks I'm from Nixon Missouri and I did my undergrad at UMKC which is the University of Missouri Kansas City (laughs) and I actually also graduated in 2015 but I had a fifth year that I followed my coach the University of New Mexico and um I run the steeple as well, like Colleen, and um, yeah, going to stick with that. Maybe play around with the five. We'll see how this first 10K goes. <laughs> I'm more on the longer side of uh, distances when it comes to the steeple. You, sometimes you find a lot of 1,500-meter runners, I think, will do the steeple as well, but I'm kind of more the other other side of it. So. so this is for Colleen or Courtney, I guess, with the steeple, like, you know, you don't see a lot of high schools having steeplechase. Like, did you guys have steeplechase at your high school? No. Um, In Missouri, there's, like, a couple of meets. And I know one of my friends actually raced the steeplechase while we were in high school. And I thought it looked really fun, but I never never tried it. So, um, and he was aware of what the event was. But I think that a lot of college coaches, when they look to put someone in it, they just look for someone that maybe had an athletic background. So um, I guess if you haven't tried it, like, while you're in high school and you're wanting to try it in college, I wouldn't be scared that a coach isn't going to be interested just because you haven't done it because it's pretty common oh, yeah, definitely to not. not do it till college. So how did it come about that you guys were like, oh, we're going to be steeplechasers? <laughs> <laughs> I had a gymnastics background. Okay. Yeah, so um, the flexibility and the leg strength from, like, tumbling and all that stuff kind of played in well with the steeple. As well as like running at stationary objects. <laughs> I don't know how I got into it. I didn't. I didn't hurdle in high school. I never did the 300 hurdles, or like I literally had never jumped over anything before I got to Florida State. So my coach just saw me running cross country actually for the first time, and she was like, "You're gonna steeplechase for me," and I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> But my brother actually did it when uh, he went to school four years earlier than me. So I kind of knew what the event was from him and um, wasn't really, like, scared of it. But was it was still kind of, like, it's very different from anything you do in high school. Um, but luckily had she brought in a coach who um, coached 400-meter hurdlers. So 
like what I call the real hurdlers. People <laughs> <laughs> chasers can kind of get away with like sloppy form and they're, we're not really as good over the barriers, but you don't really need to be. Um, so I got taught by a guy who knows how to like really teach real hurdlers. Um, and so I, I would, I always just suggest to high schoolers or anyone who's in college who wants to try it is that it's not an event that you can just kind of like hop in and like try without being prepared or like know what you're doing. You really need to have a coach who teaches you the very important like basics of the event about how to hurdle correctly so you don't hurt yourself. Um, and also if you don't know what you're doing and you get in there, it can be really miserable. Um, it's a long break. It's 3000 meters. It's almost two miles of hurdling. You have 28 jumps and seven water pits. Like if you get halfway through that, um, and you, things start going poorly, it can go really bad, really fast. So you, you really can't just like hop in and like give it a try. <laughs> you should know what you're doing um, and be really prepared for the first time you try it. What's the like effort and like pain level? I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but like in comparison to just racing a flat out two mile race or three yeah. mile race. It's hard to describe. You have to be a little bit more conservative. Like one thing we talk about is like respecting the event. You can't kind of um, go out too hard in a steeple because in like a 5k, if you go out too hard, it's going to be a death march home and it feels horrible. And like, you're just like getting there, but all you're doing is you're just like, I just got to like run when you're like jumping over stuff. You can't get to that point where you can barely pick your feet up because like you just won't finish the race. So there is ha has to be like that kind of like, we call it like a level of respect for mm -hmm. these people where you um, have to kind of like know your boundaries a little bit better. Um, but in the same way though, it's just like any other race. Like um, you think that, oh, I'm like going, this is too much or too hard. But if you just kind of like go for it, sometimes you don't even know like what your, what your boundaries are and you still have to push yourself that extra amount and figure out if you can do it. Like you think you can't. I was at the trials and had two and a half laps to go and we started running what I thought was way too fast. And I thought there's no way I'm finishing this race, but what the hell, like might as well give it a shot. And we ended up continuing at that pace for the end of the race. And I thought it was going to be, we were definitely going to have to slow down because it's going to be impossible. So in that sense, you never know like what your actual limit is. So you do have to keep pushing it. So, um, talk about the trials then. So when you were in that last, what you said you had two and a half laps to go. Yeah, I think it was like a K to go. K to go. Emma took over and like really dropped the pace mm -hmm. and oh. we were, she was fourth. I was fifth. Okay. Pulling off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So That's scary times. And then what happened? How'd you guys get up to second and third then? Um, well, one of the girls completely like pretty much dropped out of the race um, so that brought, I was in third and Courtney was in fourth coming up to like the bell lap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I think, well, Courtney can say, what A did lot you of tell it, yourself? I just kind of changed my mindset. Cause when I fell off the pack, I kind of went into like a really negative place, kind of had like a pity party. It was like, well, it's over. Oh. And I like flipped my mind and it was like, no, like you still have 400 meters, like just give it your best shot. And I just went for it. And then when we pulled even, we were like, we were then both kind of in third. I think we like kind of got this like extra boost yeah. and we just worked that last 200 together. And I think that's something that a very unique situation we have. Yeah. I think we really thrive off having each other because we have very different strengths, right. but we work really well off of like our different strengths and stuff. 
So um, have, having her right there during that last, those last two laps, um, my eyes on her back helped me so much. And then, yeah, that last 200, just passed, running down the home stretch together. the girl who was in second, um, like, right after the last water pit. And then, so that last, like, 100 meters, we ran. Like, and were you together. just, like, hold on to each other, like, for dear life? <laughs> some, I'll send you after this. I'll send you some really funny pictures of us running down the home stretch together. It's, it's Courtney right in front of me. And she can see probably from the Jumbotron and from just – being in second place that like she's good like she's going to the olympics life is great super happy and i'm in third place and i don't know how far back this other girl is i don't know if there's someone else coming i'm freaking delirious like i can't even see straight i just like see this red blotch in front of me and i know it's courtney (laughs) like blacking out like just going to the finish line and so my face shows this like horrible agony pain of running way too fast like over my fitness level for the past two and a half laps and Courtney's like I'm going to the Olympics and I'm like I hurt so bad I think I know what picture you're talking about (laughs) there's like a whole series of shots well there's one in particular I think I was looking I was like just looking through all of your Instagrams to kind of like educate myself on what's been going on and I, I think you posted a picture that was like I don't know, something, but it's Courtney, like, super happy, and you're like, <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. And then my favorite is when we get across the line, and there's the one, and you're like, <laughs> What's that like, though? What's that like, though, when, I mean, I mean, I, one of my favorite pictures from the trials is, um, I think, Shelby, you're, like, on the ground, and Emily's behind yeah. you, like, giving you a big hug. I'm, like, going to tear up for some reason. I, I, I'm blaming it on my post-baby hormones. <laughs> um, but I love that picture, and it's, like, what is that like when you finish and you're, like, you get to celebrate those victories together? It's, like, you're not just happy for yourself. You're, like, so happy for your teammate, too. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that made it even better because it's, like, one thing to be able to make the Olympic team, but – to have, like, six of my teammates going with me, that was by far, like, the yeah. coolest thing. And Emily had already made it, and so we were just kind of doing the 5K. I, in the race, I was just tagging along behind her and kind of using her. Um, and then going into the last lap, she, like, kind of motioned me to, like, go on, like, go past me. I'm dying. <laughs> so I just went for it. And when I crossed <laughs> the line, it was, like, everything that I had been working for the last like 18 years I started running when I was five so I've been like this has been the ultimate goal since then and it was just kind of cool to see all of that hard work and like all the sacrifices that I had made come together in one moment and it was obviously judging by the picture very overwhelming for me (laughs) so it was really cool to have Emily there just like also and being able to celebrate yeah in the moment she was, Shelby was the last one from the seven of us to qualify, so we were all just, like, in the stands, like, please go seven for seven, like, please. <laughs> there was no way I couldn't. I was like, okay, uh, if all of you guys can make it, and I train with you every day, yeah. I, I can make it, too. Like, there's no reason I can't. I think that's so. what built the momentum, though, is, like, yeah. you saw everyone working and training and everything, and yeah, the second, definitely. like, one, like, I went and watched Emily's race, and I saw... And I knew everything she'd overcome during the season, and I saw how well she did, and I was like, okay, like, yeah, I can do this, you yeah. know. And just Building every momentum. person just built more momentum. Emily and I got injured at the same time, like ten weeks out from the trials. We were both like 
almost like throwing in the towel, like kind of thinking like it was over because you just didn't have enough time. And like, you know, we weren't running. So we went to go see this doctor together in Phoenix, actually. And we were just like spent a week with him and like pretty much were like in a state of delirium the whole week together. Um, so then when I saw her like co compete at the trials and make the team, I was like, we had the same amount of time to get ready. And if she could do it, it was like, I have no excuse now. Like, I can't say, oh, I was injured. Like, Emily was at the same time and she made it. So I think it was like a big momentum. Um, and we were taking inspiration from each other, which was really cool. That's and then, awesome. yeah, once we got to Rio, we got to all like be at the Olympics together. Yeah. Like, it was one thing to make it by yourself, but yeah. then to be there with all your teammates was like amazing. Was cool. Yeah. What was that experience like? Was it surreal? The Olympic Village, just the whole Olympic experience? Were you guys ever fearful or anything like that with all the talk of violence or whatever? A little, but not like... Not really. There were like <laughs> guards everywhere yeah. with guns, which was actually kind of made it feel less safe. <laughs> guards like on bridges with automatic weapons everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, oh crap, like that's scary. But no, yeah. we actually we didn't so stay nice. in the village. We stayed yeah, we at a hotel um, closer to where we ran and where the U.S. practice track was. Um, we didn't want to commute an hour to get to like practice every day. So we didn't stay in the village. It was kind of a bomb because like that's how you imagine like the Olympic Games. It's like in the village mm -hmm. with all the other athletes and all the other sports and stuff. Um, I think most of us went afterwards just for like to check it out. And, like, I did not check the box. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next time. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we ever like got the feeling that the media was kind of trying to portray about it being super unsafe and um, feeling like you had to like protect yourself at all times and stuff. It was just like kind of like your usual what you always do when you travel. It's mm -hmm. like you're not gonna like have your purse open or like leave your stuff places you know just like normal precautions but I didn't feel like it was like anything no I thought everyone extra. was very friendly yeah so not not super unsafe yeah so what it, what is it like to walk me through like the morning of your race like what is that experience like I'm running in the Olympics what does that day look like it kind of like just feels like any other race to be did, honest yeah it felt like any other race yeah you just feel like do your normal routine and like go through the motions and just like means a hell of a lot more but yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing you do every same time routine. it's the same thing with the race like everyone wants to know how, what the race is like and before I think we were really nervous but then like when the gun goes off it's just like any other you execute mm -hmm. yeah. your race plan just like any other race there's just a lot more people watching mm -hmm. than usual so when you're running so wait Emma Coburn did she get a uh, uh, silver? Yep. Silver? Bronze. Bronze. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're running, are you like, as you're running, are you seeing like that she's getting third place or what is that like uh, for you guys? I was far back. <laughs> I was aware that she was up there and I think that like at one moment I saw she was doing really well and so it kind of like encouraged me to keep trying to fight for every spot because the final was a pretty tough race for me. Yeah, me too. I think it's been long. It's been a long year, and for all of us, yeah. and um, we definitely never. I'd never been in a race like that before. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, but seeing her up there, and um, right as I crossed the finish line, I was the the first of the U.S. girls she found, and she gave me a hug and was like, "I got bronze." And to share that moment with her was really cool because um, she's someone I really looked up to, like yeah. in. I think both of us have in our career. I think she's a great role model and someone that set the bar really high for us. So it was really cool to experience that moment with her and yeah. be on the track when she was able to accomplish that. 
Yeah, because yeah. as like the other Americans on the track, do you feel like, I mean, it's your victory too, kind of, because oh, she's yeah, on the team. Especially because that's the first um, medal that the U.S. has gotten in that event for women ever. Okay. So that was like a big moment for like our even our country. I raced with her last summer in Beijing at Worlds, and she was fifth. And I know she was she was super disappointed afterwards. She felt like she probably could have medaled there. Um, and I was really kind of disappointed with my finish. So I remember hugging her after the race, and we were both just like, fuck this. Like, this is horrible. Like, we, I think we literally said, fuck this to each other. Like, <laughs> we were, like, just both, like, this sucks. Um, and so to have, like, a completely different experience with her after the race at the Olympics was so cool. She was so happy, just crying. I was like, you got some makeup. We're going to go take some pictures. Like, let's get rid of that. <laughs> and, like, all of her face, she was so like so happy so it was, it was really cool I think like Courtney said I've looked up to her a ton so it was just like amazing for her to to achieve such a big milestone in her career I want to thank Now Foods for sponsoring this episode of the podcast Now Foods has been a leader in the natural products industry since 1968 they have food they have vitamins they have personal care items they have supplements and they even have supplements for your pets I use the creamy vanilla plant protein complex. I talk about that all the time. And the essential oils. I love the essential oils. And you guys can go to now-2-u.com and use the promo code another all caps. So previously in the previous episodes, it was save 25% sign. And I asked them to change that promo code to another all caps so that it would be easier for you guys. So go to now-2-u.com and use the promo code ANOTHER, all caps, to save 25% off your purchase. Shout out to Corey Parker. I know she's trying the Creamy Vanilla Plant Protein Complex, and I'm excited to hear what she thinks about it. All right, guys, let's get back to my conversation. Um, I want to backtrack a little bit. How did you guys make the decision to uh, join the Bowerman team? I guess I'm, I'm yeah. the most recent. So, yeah. Well, I have known them, obviously, um, throughout college and stuff. Shelby and I were on a under 23 US team and Colleen reached out to me several years ago when I kind of first made nationals and stuff to just extended a hand someone to run with and things were at the national meet so I knew they were girls that they these two were girls that I would get along with really well and had been really successful um and my college coach coach Bellard always talked very highly of Jerry and that um before he even really started adding more women he'd always said that you know, if he ever adds women, that's a group I think I would really want you to try and go to. And so um, when it came time to start visiting groups, I looked at several and I really wanted a cohesive uh, women's group because at the University of New Mexico, where I did my fifth year, we had an amazing um, women's team. And that was really a big reason why I think I took a big step last year. And so I wanted that feeling. And the second that I visited the group, I knew that that was where I wanted to be because I watched their workout and I never seen a group of girls work out the way that they did and just working together. There was no sense of racing like each other, nothing. It was just, they were out there to accomplish the same thing and to help one another. And, um, that was huge, the, how well they worked together. And so I was very excited when the opportunity <laughs> came to be able to join them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, I had a bunch of great options. I even kind of, um, debated on staying in Arizona and with my college coach. I love Arizona, my favorite place. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I was a little hesitant about moving to Portland. Um, but I knew that was like deep down, that was where I needed to go. Um, and it was just kind of following my gut and I knew Jerry could get me to where I needed to go as well. Um, and even my college coach was like, yeah, it, you should probably go with Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great coach. And so I just kind of listened to everyone, um, everyone's advice. <laughs> I knew that if I didn't go with Jerry, I was always going to kind of regret and like wonder what would have happened. Um, and so knowing that it kind of made my decision a little easier, um, to join the Bowerman track club. Uh, for me, I didn't have, I didn't have that experience that Courtney did of like watching girls work out together and being like, I want to be part of that group. It was like, I talked to Jerry and he was awesome. And we clicked right away. Like really felt like I connected with him. Um, but it was only Shalane Flanagan and Emily Enfeld. And I was like, I can't train with them. Like, Shalane runs the marathon and Emily's doing the 10K. Like, who am I going to run? Like, who am I going to work out with? Um, like, I I was told him straight up. I said, I really like you and I like your program. And I think, I mean, while Shalane is, like, an idol and, a, like, I was – Kind of like starstruck. Yeah, super starstruck. <laughs> by meeting her, I was like, "Oh my god!" But she's like as awesome as she is. She's not going to be able to help me be better in the steeplechase. So, like Jerry, like to be honest, I I won't come to Portland unless there's other women for me to run with. Because like that was a big thing um, for me to go to Florida State. Even was that I needed to have people like that I could train with. I don't like training alone. Um, he was like, like, okay, yeah, I'm really like working on some girls. And I was like, okay, like who? <laughs> he gave me some names and I was like, okay, have you talked to them yet? And he was like, well, no, I'm like waiting for them to reach out to me. I was like, all right. So I reached out to all of them <laughs> and said, and one of them was Shelby and one of them yeah. was Sammy and um, later, you know, later Courtney reaching out to her and stuff. But he's like the kind of person who thinks that, um, like, I came to him and said, hey, I, like, I'm interested in you. But that doesn't usually happen. Like, I'm I'm pretty, like, I'll just, like, throw it out there, you know. But other girls are going to be waiting for him to come to, to, like, to recruit them. Like, that's what yeah, they're yeah. used to. No, oh, I, so yeah. you contacted him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, hey, I like you. I want to join your group. Like, yeah. any interest? Okay, hit me up. Yeah, I was like, um, I don't know if you're even, like, remotely considering me, but I would love to. No. It's, it's, it's a weird I process. Yeah, I know a lot of who's college. supposed to reach out to who or who's supposed to, like, be the first one. And you don't know if anyone – he doesn't know if you're interested. And then you're like, I don't know if he's interested. It's like this, like, dating thing. It's like, <laughs> I was just like, yo, I want to join your group. Like, do you want me? <laughs> now, uh, here's a question. So, <laughs> Were you already with Nike? No, I hadn't signed with Nike yet. Okay. So to be with BTC, you have to be a Nike-sponsored athlete. But okay. not all groups are like that. Some groups are um, – it doesn't matter who mm -hmm. you're with. So that kind of comes later after you pick the group. Okay. You, like, sponsor. Um, with Nike, it's if you want to be with them, you have to be with Nike. So did you guys all sign with Nike after you joined Jerry's team? It kind of happens all at the same time. Yeah. Okay, okay. You can't be on the team if you're not with Nike, so that kind of has to come first. But um, they know what like, team you want to be on, so it all just kind of wraps into one. Mm -hmm. So yeah. tell me more about Jerry. What about Jerry was, like, drawing <laughs> you guys all in? <laughs> it's so funny. I asked him after the trials. I was like, Jerry, what would you have said if a year ago someone would have told you you're sending seven women <laughs> 
to the Olympics this year, women, he was like, I would have said, I don't coach women. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Like he had one female athlete, you know, three years ago, Shalane Flanagan, who he doesn't even consider to be a female athlete because she's (laughs) not like, you know, girly and prestigious, super tough, super strong. Like she doesn't cry. She doesn't get emotional. She's just like, she's kind of like a dude. He thinks like, she's kind of like a dude. (laughs) Counting her as like a woman, you know, but now he has like a full on woman's team. Like there's no denying it. (laughs) Does he have like a female assistant coach that helps him deal with you guys and all your emotions? That might be Shalane later. I don't know. In the coming years, I could see that. I think it's really – Shalane and Amy, they've been around the sport for so long. So they definitely kind of, I think, fill that role right now. Mothering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of like our moms. Do you guys guys get that from them a little bit? Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. (laughs) I I think me – Sammy lived there for a while. Anyone else live in Shalane's basement for a few months? <laughs> I lived there when I first moved to Portland. I didn't have a place to stay, so I lived in Shalane's basement for like two or three months. Um, so did Sammy for a while. I nicknamed her Mama and just Aww, like that's cute because like yeah, she's the one that you go to if you have any concerns about anything or um, just like worries or questions or want to know what Jerry thinks about something. Cause you can't get him on the phone. <laughs> I well, That's really special. I'm sure she really yeah. enjoys that too. Yeah. Um, I don't even know the males that Jerry coach. I mean, I guess I follow female. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like obviously like as a female, I follow women's running a lot more than men's running. Um, but I don't even know any of the male athletes he coaches. I don't know who went to the Olympics on his, on the men's team under Jerry. We had a couple of notables to be fair. We had a male who got a silver medal in the steeplechase. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I know who that is, but like, I didn't even know he ran for Jerry. Jerry. (laughs) We're making Jerry famous. (laughs) You are. (laughs) That's hilarious. What, um, and I don't, one of you can answer, or if, if all of you have a great answer, that's fine too. Um, I th- you know, I think a lot of my listeners tend to be probably, mm, I don't know, like 25 to 40 age range, but I feel like you guys might draw in like a little bit of a younger crowd because there'll be young girls that are like aspiring to run in college and, and be where you're at um, eventually. What What's the best advice you could give to like, you know, the 17-year-old girl who's, sees you guys and wants to be in your shoes one day I think Shelby should answer that because she actually <laughs> did want to be in our shoes when she was that age I uh, didn't so yeah I guess the best advice at least that worked for me I always believed that I could do it like that I was capable of running in the Olympics I never doubted myself I just I don't know like I don't know where this like sense of like confidence came but I always just thought that I could do it um, even when I was five, I didn't know if I had any talent, but I, that's what I wanted to do. And I made the decision early on that I was going to, that, yeah, that's what I was going to do. I was going to work as hard as I could make the sacrifices that I needed to, to get there. And I mean, I think a lot of people also do that and it doesn't always work out. So when it does, it makes it even, it's such a, it's an even better experience, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, just always believing believing in yourself and staying patient is a big thing because it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. It took me 18 years of running to get <laughs> to get here. So, um, yeah, it's just that uh, being patient is one of the biggest things, not rushing training. If you start rushing things, it's most likely you're going to get hurt. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, just those two things are the big things that have helped me. Does anyone else want to add anything? (laughs) I guess just like, yeah, allow yourself to dream. Um, I had a very different, I guess, path than a lot. I never even made the state track meet, like (laughs) nothing. And a lot of those due to um, being involved in other sports, like in high school and stuff like that. But my coach told me I was allowed to have this dream and he supported me and I, he helped me to kind of surround myself with the right people and tools. And yeah, I surrounding yourself with the, in the, with the right people and putting yourself in the right environment goes a long way. Yeah, Courtney is a great example of someone who like a lot of kids right now are just crushing high school, right? Like they're running amazing times, doing all these amazing things when they're like 16. Um, that was not Courtney. I mean, she didn't even find running till her senior year of high school, really. Um, but then she had this, she didn't have this like, oh my God, I'm amazing really like early on and then kind of plateau. She just had this like steady, gradual, like I'm getting significantly better every single year um, until the point where she's now the national uh, NCAA <laughs> record holder in the steeplechase. Yeah. Like that's cool. insane. That yeah. doesn't like yeah. usually happen. Usually these kids are like running crazy times early on and um, are getting like marginally better. A lot of kids that we raised in high school we talk about this all the time, are gone, like nowhere to be found now. Um, mm-hmm. They just kind of got too hot too early and fizzled out. Um, but the ones that are successful like later in life um, and continue to get better just have like a more like a slow burning fire, more like an ember that just keeps getting bigger and bigger rather than this like big flame when they're 14. What do you think that is though? Because I can remember even being in high school um, – like girls that would peak when they're like 15 and then they kind of go through like this like puberty thing and the body changes and like did you guys deal with experiencing that and what what's your what are your thoughts on that yeah I think think everyone experiences that I think one of the biggest things for high school athletes is when you're crushing it and everything you get to college it you're kind of put in your place a little bit (laughs) in your freshman year and it's hard mentally to um, keep that confidence in yourself and to keep believing in yourself because you're, you have to be okay with getting like 50th in cross country, you know, like it's, you're not going to win every meet like you're used to, and you're not going to be this big name that you're also used to having. Um, and that's one of the thing that my coach, my freshman year, uh, freshman through junior year, he always kind of put it in perspective, like, okay, don't compare yourself to the sophomore, junior, senior girls, because they're putting, they've put in more time than you. Um, let's compare yourself to the other freshmen. Um, just keeping it in perspective and comparing myself to people my age, um, really helped me a lot. Um, and it was always kind of looking at the big picture. Well, we're not trying to win races now. We're trying to win races in a couple of years, your junior and senior year. Um, that's when it's going to happen for you. And I mean, I'd, completely trusted him and believed in the process and I was a national champion my junior year in the 15 so it definitely works and pays off to stay patient and just keep things in perspective appreciate all the small steps Mm -hmm. good do you guys like okay you're all like 24 right 23 24 googled your names and went to your wikipedia and I was like 1993 (laughs) um Shelby turns 24 in a week and Courtney and I are already 24 I'm the youngest okay what is that like I mean what is that like to be like okay I've checked off the Olympics Uh, you know 
Yeah. You're so young and in running, like you have still have so many years left. Like what's next? Like what are you dreaming about? It's kind of funny. We talked about this to- the other day after our workout. We were like on the cool down because um, Courtney and I uh, were talking like we're in the same event and stuff. And we're talking about other girls that we think are going to be competitive this year and stuff. And um, just talking about like not getting complacent and not getting just like satisfied or in this spot where we feel like, Oh yeah. Like we were two and three at the trials in 2016. So like, we're going to make the team again this summer, like no problem. And it's like, not, it's just not not the case. Like it's never guaranteed. You have to try out for your spot every year. Um, some people ask me like, are you going to go to the Olympics in 2020? And I'm like, I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we got to do it all over again in four years. I don't, you don't get like a, a spot automatic spot because you made it before it doesn't work like that so it definitely keeps you um engaged with the sport because you can never just kind of like slack off and like feel like you got this um which is I think really good for us but also I think it helps that all three of us didn't really have like quite the level of success at the games that we were hoping for disappointed it made made us hungry for more like we want to go back and do it again and do better um it wasn't kind of like well we did that check like what else is out there for us to do like we don't feel like we like completed everything that we wanted to so I think that really helps making us feel like we want to do it again and do better (laughs) and do more get medals So, Shelby, you said you were, you kind of said, like, you were really disappointed. What, tell me about that a little bit. And, like, how do you deal with that disappointment? Um, it, I mean, I, going into it, I felt that I could finish in the top eight. uh, And I ended up placing 11th. It was a very tough race for me. It just felt really bad. It, for whatever reason, I felt really bad in the prelim as well. Um, so just trying to put my head down and tough it out. 11th was what I could do that day. And I don't have any regrets on my race. I felt like I did everything that I could, but I felt that I was capable of more. Um, and so that was really hard for me. And I mean, as I've always wanted to go to the Olympics, but I've not only just wanted to go to the Olympics, I want to be one of the best in the world. I want to have a medal. I want to stand at the top of the podium with a gold medal around my neck, you know? And so I don't think I'm really going to be satisfied until that happens, if it ever does. Um, But I also, if it doesn't, I felt I um, work hard enough and I feel like I do everything that I can to get as far as I can. And if that doesn't happen for me, that's okay too. Um, yeah, I mean, (laughs) just trying not to be complacent with where I'm at. And even if I do ever get a gold medal, I probably still won't be satisfied. (laughs) I want to get another one, you know, (laughs) I want to get a world record or whatever it is. But yeah, I I think that's what makes part about being a runner. You're never satisfied. satisfied. I think that's what makes great runners great. Yeah. Um, you got 11th place. Isn't that what, isn't that what Emily placed in the 10th place? And and me. Me. <laughs> oh, really? We all, we all three of us got 11. Yeah. Oh, that's so random. It's <laughs> really weird. Yeah. So, Shelby, do you think that you will um, – I mean, you're going to race this mile. Like, are you going to reevaluate uh, what distance you'll you'll try to uh, run in the trials, or what do you think you'll do for the next next go-around? Um, I mean, I know I, we're, like, so far away. Yeah, no, I don't 
really have a preference on what I race. I just really like to race. I don't care what I'm racing. And if the 5K is the best event that I have a chance of meddling in, then that's I'm totally fine with doing that. Um, or if it's the 15, that's awesome too. Going into this mile, though, I'm mostly just excited uh, just to race because uh, I haven't raced in a, in a while. And I haven't raced a mile in a while, so I... I'm just excited to run fast. <laughs> do you guys have, for the mile, do you guys have, like, times in your head that you think that you might hit or what? We haven't really talked about it yet. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I know I, Shelby does. <laughs> I want to run fast. <laughs> uh, my PR is 428 indoors, I think. So, I I mean, mostly I just want a PR. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I have high, high goals for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I've run 429 indoors. And, yeah, I think both of us, we definitely want a PR, but – the first race of the year is always like kind of you just don't know like exactly where you are especially when we're training at altitude you kind of get in this position where you kind of think you're less fit than you are usually because you just are working so hard all the time and you kind of just feel like yeah well at least I do feel like tired all the time um and so you get to race and it actually feels like a lot better than you were expecting well God, I hope that happened. <laughs> um, it's not a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> but the first race of the year is just always like a little bit weird. You go out and it feels super hard at the beginning because you're just not used to like that feeling of racing again. Um, so who knows? I think we're going to have some really good pacers that will um, kind of do the work for us in the beginning. We'll just have to like follow and, you know, try and just go with them. Um, and then, yeah, race hard at the end. There should be some other good girls there too mm-hmm. that um, be will be field. in the mix. So. It'll be a competitive race, which usually just means, like, faster times if everyone's competing and stuff. So mm-hmm. that do should you, be good. Do you envision, like, what happened with you mm-hmm. and Courtney at the end of the, the steeple? Like, you and Shelby just, like, holding on to each other? Like? I hope so. I hope so, yeah. <laughs> it always helps so much more when you have a teammate in the race. Yeah, um, in college, that was so nice. Uh, in cross country, I remember mostly having teammates and trying to find each other in the race and like run with each other, find your teammates. <laughs> it helps so much just to have like any, I mean, we work out together every day and stuff. So to have that person, same person next to you, you know, Shelby stride, you know, you know how she's kind of thinking about things and stuff. It just, yeah, it makes you feel like more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Now tell me this with the racing with your teammate though, like you have your own competitive desires and they have their competitive desires what's that like if you're like neck and neck at the finish and you're going to go one two are you like I really want to be the one to win no way yeah you're still competitive for yeah, sure I still want to beat my teammates but yeah. I mean even if she beats me it's it makes it a little uh better yeah I'd rather have Shelby beat me than exactly. like someone else that yeah. I won't name the, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, totally. But yeah, you're still, if you're not going to be like, oh, you can have it, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> now for, for the rest of the world, like, we're all like, okay, Olympics every four years, you know, that's exciting. Yeah. What are the big, like, goals each year? You know, you guys talk about worlds and and, and all this, like the Diamond League and all this, can you can someone explain to me that, that in like layman's terms? Like what are the big <laughs> things you're, you know, shooting for in between the Olympics? Yeah. Making worlds, yeah. yeah. I think – and then I think for myself and probably them too, just the more international experience, the more mm-hmm. international races we can get in, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so different racing internationally than it is racing domestically. Mm-hmm. Um, just – 
not everyone's speaking the same language and elbow more (laughs) and just the style of racing is a lot different and Colleen had had you know a little experience of that going in she warned me and she was just exact like dead on with what it was like so it was very much like a fart like it's very like it just the pace is changing constantly and um so I think for us um getting more of that experience so that um hopefully we'll continue to make these U.S. teams and be better prepared and work our way up to the top, hopefully. Yeah, I think we also have smaller goals. Not necessarily smaller, but time goals. What we, Like, we want to PR in our events and whatever we're running, we want to place high. So it's just, like, little goals along the way, yeah. but also having those ultimate goals at the end. <laughs> the off years are also good for, like, building, I call yeah. it building the resume, where, mm-hmm. like, working in your other events. Yeah, you have maybe the steeplechase is your specialty, but you also run the 15 and the mile and the 5K and the flat 3K and stuff. Um, but if you run the steeplechase all the time or most of the time, you just have less opportunities to run those other events. So usually your times in those events are a little weaker. Um, but if you're not super focused all year about like making the Olympics in the steeple, then yeah, like I'm going to run a few 1500s and try out a couple 3Ks and try and be faster in those events. So you're on paper, you can be a more well-rounded athlete. So that's kind of some things you can focus on if it's not like an Olympic year. But also you always want to keep making teams and mm-hmm. and um, keep getting USA jerseys. So, okay, then here's a question about that. How do you make the world's team? <laughs> it's the same, basically. It's the same thing as the trials, top three in each event that has the standard time. Um, gets to go, and it's just instead of making the Olympic team, you're making the world's team. And when do you do those races? It'll be in July, right? End of June. <laughs> End of June. And you guys will all go try to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's in Sacramento this year. Yeah. In June. It'll be like last weekend of June, I think, or yeah. starting Thursday. So. Yeah. And will you guys go steeple, and will Shelby go 5K? I don't know She's what to decided. TBA. Okay. I could do 15, I could do 5. Maybe um, both. Sucks yeah. to be so talented. Maybe the 800? <laughs> <laughs> she's just going gonna to jump in the steeple with you guys. Just, we yeah. thought about that, actually. That was on the table for a while. It was until I ran a fast 5K, and then yeah. Jay was like, maybe not the steeple. Shooters. <laughs> Have you ever was, tried to steeple, though, Like just to like say, I'm going to see what this feels like to like run fast for... It looks kind of fun. Last year, and, I started teaching her some of the drills. Yeah. And she was, yeah, she got the hang of it pretty quick. I like jumping over things. Like, I feel like I have She's a lot of energy for it. Explosive, like very strong. <laughs> I don't know. But she yeah, is probably. pretty short. I say yeah. she is a little short. Yeah. That's a little disadvantage. Five three. Teapot. How tall are you guys, Courtney and Colleen? Five <laughs> nine and a half. Five seven. And your and Shelby's five three. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of have to move on a little bit because we're getting close to the end. But you yeah. guys recently got to meet President Obama. Yeah. What? When was that, and what was that like? That's crazy. It was in October. Uh-huh. It was probably the biggest perk of making the Olympics, besides cool. actually going. It was going. really fun. It was really fun to be around all the other athletes, too, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. get to just celebrate the, you know, the summer in such a great way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to meet the gymnasts. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. so excited about yeah. that. They miniature. Yes, yeah. they're tiny. They're so tiny. They make Shelby look big. <laughs> no, when we were, like, lining up to, like, shake his hand, I was so nervous. I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, yeah. hi, I'm Shelby. Like, I don't know, I don't know what was, else to say. Yeah, it was, like, definitely, like, the My heart was, was pounding. I was more nervous for that than, like, 
running the, in the Olympics. But he <laughs> did, like, cool. he took time to, like, ask questions, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, while you were nice. walking through the line, like, he asked me what it was like to run with wet shoes since <laughs> I did the steeplechase and stuff what like that. What does he have, like, someone with note cards for him? Like, this one does the steeplechase. <laughs> <laughs> he was like asking yeah, he was asking and we went in by sport so I think he, he knew, knew we were, we were in track and field, field. Yeah. okay and that yeah. had to be a lot of people that he had to meet them a lot <laughs> it took a long time yeah. it was a long day it was a long was, morning but it was all at like 6am and then we didn't yeah. even leave the hotel till like 8 and we got over there and we probably didn't even meet him till like noon and yeah it was, it was a lot of waiting around it was a long day but it was like totally worth it mm-hmm. so did you guys meet people from like swimming and I mean how much do you guys like intersect in the actual Olympic process with the other sports since we didn't stay in the village we really didn't see anyone no I didn't meet anyone (laughs) and all the trials are separate and stuff so Um, Shelby and I did team processing completely separate from the rest of the group so we didn't even meet it well actually we met Clarissa Shields that was pretty cool I don't know who that is she's a uh, boxer oh okay gold medals she won four years ago and that was the first time the event was in the olympics for for, um, her weight class i think and then she won another gold this year so that was cool but um we didn't get to do the normal team processing with everyone else shelby and i did like a separate one um so yeah we really didn't meet anyone (laughs) everyone kept asking me like did you meet like michael phelps i wanted to meet michael phelps no no, no. did you go to opening ceremonies no No. did you stay in the village no (laughs) (laughs) we had coffee at all (laughs) yeah ceremonies you guys weren't like out with the swimmers when they got held up at fake gunpoint Uh, for better staying out of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Focusing on what we actually came to do, I guess. Oh, yeah. And I, raced, I was like one of the last races. So I just. Hanging out. I was in my hotel room basically every day leading up to it. Yeah. <laughs> Would you prefer to be one of the first races or one of the last races? Oh, first, I first. think. Yeah. And then you just get to be a Hang out. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You get to go sightsee. I didn't go to, get to go see anything. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, what's really unique about unique and different about track two is that for most the season continues yeah. after the Olympics. So like they all flew out to go race other races. Yeah. I oh, did right. in my season and could have, I think stayed a little longer, but we weren't sure. So we like kind of booked the tickets and everything around like possibly continuing to run. So mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I remember I, I kept seeing people were like PR in big time in like the 800 after the Olympics and yeah. seeing news on that. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. We were talking about Emma. Emma went on to do two more Diamond Leagues in Paris and in Zurich, same ones I did, um, and she was third in both of them. So she just, like, kept crushing yeah, and kept, know. like, uh-huh. defending her, you know. <laughs> she really held her spot. I was supposed was to go incredible. to Europe, and it took me, like, two weeks to recover from that 5K yeah. <laughs> in Rio. I think it, a lot of it's just, like, the emotion, like, emotionally, too, because it's just, so, like, yeah. such a build-up to this, like, one moment, and then it's just, like, it's over. Yeah. You kind of have to, like, figure out how to... And then I died. Build yourself up. Do you you think people experience, or did you guys experience, like, post-race depression? Like, it's over. Now what? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I got super sick after, which was such a bummer. Yeah. A lot of people got sick. Um, Just, like, a bad, like, some kind of virus where I was just coughing and, you know, like, just pretty much just felt miserable and I had to keep racing and stuff and so I was, like, back to training and, 
yeah, it was just like, this sucks. Like, I just want to go home. This is horrible. So, <laughs> I, I went of, home. I think I that is too. what helped me just like yeah. celebrate with my friends and family and a lot of people who really supported me through all of it and who I haven't seen in a long time. So that really helped me kind of get over it. And then once I left, then it was time to get back to training. And I was like already like, okay, it's go time. Like, yeah. We got to get ready for the next. It's a pretty common thing. thing actually, like to be depressed after the Olympics, which yeah. seems so silly. Like we should be so happy. But um, I think it is just like, it's just an emotional roller coaster. And so to come down off such a big high, you're kind of down. I think it would have been a little better low. if we would have also <laughs> placed high. Placed high, yeah. That would have helped probably. <laughs> I, what yeah. I found what was really helped me was to reflect back on like the whole journey, the whole process yeah. of it. Cause like so many people see 10 minutes mm -hmm. of the Olympic journey and that's the one race, mm -hmm. but it was really, you know, for 18, like however many years it took and there just to remember everything that happened because you were working towards this one mm -hmm. thing. And so that, that really helped me to kind of reflect and talk to a lot of different people that, we're a part of it and just thank them. So that's awesome. I, I feel like it is just like any major life event, like your wedding, having a baby. Yeah. It's like, okay, this like momentum and then boom, it's done. And you got to figure out like, okay, what now? Definitely. Hey, do you guys think that any of you will ever run a marathon? Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> absolutely not. No, thanks. If we have the BTC reunion marathon. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about, yeah, in Can't like 10 right? or 15 years or 20 years. I don't know. <laughs> but Shelby, you were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't even think about it. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I don't know why I think I'm going to, but <laughs> I hope I don't have to. But <laughs> yeah, that's Shelby. Jerry had said, like, I think you'd be a good marathoner. So we will see, I guess. Well, that's interesting, I, too. I'd rather survive, but. Because <laughs> I feel like. You always see the runners, like, running the shorter distances in track. Like, Shalane was big 10K yep. runner. And then once – I feel like once Just, we all hit, like, 30 – 10K and then marathon. Yeah. yeah. And you hit 30 and it's, like, yeah. time to start doing marathons. Or Olympics. If that's where I'm going to get the medal, I'll do it. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. When you're so young. I mean, but, I mean, you guys are training, like – not that you're training marathon distance miles, but, like – you run high enough mileage that you could just go yeah. run one, right? Yeah. yeah, we could. Yeah, we we do we have to finish it. We do sixteen to eighteen miles yeah. every weekend. You know what I mean? So yeah. it wouldn't be like that much of a stretch to add on eight more. But my um, knees would just be aching. <laughs> it wouldn't be like pretty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably not super fast. But we could do it. Yeah, Ooh, that's, that's exciting. It. Okay, I'm gonna have my sights set on Shelby being. On yeah, the USA Olympic marathon team in what, 2024? 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, yeah. Hopefully, I, I can stick with the five, but yeah, we'll see. You'll medal in the five, and then you'll be like, okay, I need it. You will be satisfied, so you'll be like, okay, I need to go do medal in the marathon now. Yeah, probably pretty accurate, <laughs> actually. Okay, let's get to our fun questions really quick. Um, First, I want to ask, though, what's your favorite cross-country course you've ever ran on? Ooh, that's a hard one. Not Terre Haute. I love Terre Haute. No. In Indiana? I don't like yep. that. No. 
I have oh, really good memories there. You're the only there. person yeah, ever that everyone hates that course. My, my favorite memory is from Louisville's course, but I really don't <laughs> care for that I like that course, well. actually. Yeah. But it doesn't suit my racing style well, so yeah, that's why. I even know the Terre Haute course. We ran semi-state on that course, so I, I actually yeah. kind of know what you're talking about a little bit now. Yeah. Years I, ago. I think I like Griac. It's a Ooh, super a hard course, and you have to respect it because there's mm. so many hills. But really I like how hard it is. I really <laughs> like Wisconsin. Wisconsin's good, too. Wisconsin's yeah, I like Wisconsin. really good. That's a good one. Yeah. I also am just biased. I liked our home course at FSB. It was so pretty. Um, and we, we worked out there all the time, so I know it really well. And um, I've always raced well there, so yeah. I think the memories associated with the oh, course yeah. would make a difference. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. For sure. If you could have coffee or cocktail with anybody, who would it be? Shelby the nerd. I don't – I've been thinking about this question. <laughs> I have, like, okay, it'd either be Bruno Mars because I love Bruno Mars or <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe because I love Harry Potter. <laughs> she so. just made me watch all eight movies. Yeah. Did you like them? Again, Shelby, I did no like joke, them. has watched like all them. of them all the way through <laughs> over 30 times easily. Oh, yeah, that's probably. I've never, one. I've never read the books or watched the movies. I hadn't either. Oh, gosh, <laughs> that's like the worst thing you can tell Shelby. It's such a big commitment. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's worth it. Shelby does so it every good. like two weeks. Really I watch them, them every two weeks, probably. Yeah, right. Okay, maybe I'll read. Maybe sh- would you if you could only do one or the other? Would you read the books or watch the movies? I would watch the movies because they take less time. <laughs> that's why I. Re- that's right. Why I rewatch them so much. Good mm-hmm. point. Okay. I recently made a commitment to my husband to be a better TV watcher and movie watcher because he says mm-hmm. I only watch, like, stupid stuff. Um, so maybe he would consider that quality film. <laughs> you, should definitely, you guys should definitely watch them. Okay. Okay. Okay, so Bruno Mars or... Tina Okay, okay. Does anybody else have an answer? Um, I would definitely die to have coffee with Oprah Winfrey. Oh, Oprah. <laughs> I know. I read her book, What I Know For Sure, my senior year of college, and just, like, freaking loved it. It was amazing. I've probably read it, like, three or four times since then. Um, yeah, so I would just, like, love to have <coughs> coffee with her. Okay, I like it. I don't know. Me? Yeah, Shelby. <laughs> um, Courtney has coffee every goes out for coffee every day. Oh, every day. My like sport idol growing up was Sean Johnson. Mm-hmm. She is since I was so into gymnastics. Mm-hmm. I think she'd be pretty awesome to sit down and yeah. and meet. Especially, she came out like in the last few years about. I would like to hear about her Olympic journey because I know she left the Olympics pretty disappointed, and just to hear how she kind of handled that and stuff. It'd be interesting to talk with someone about. Um, from a different sport about it all. Yeah. So, but I think she's gone on to be a really positive role model for a lot of people. Totally. She was on Dancing with the Stars, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. She won, right? She won. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like right after she, yeah. she would have been like 17, maybe 18. That's another way you're aging me because you said she was your idol growing up, and I'm like, Sean Johnson, I don't know how old she is, but I'm definitely <laughs> older than her. She's like only a year or two older than us. Oh, okay, okay. I just like follow gymnastics really closely. Yeah, gymnastics so. is so fun to watch as a kid. Um, what's the best, most recent book that you've read? Courtney, is that your question? <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of like got out of reading because Courtney um, was like, I, graduated, I only graduated five months ago. I haven't been reading. I was like, <laughs> 
I needed, five I, months I, ago. I needed like a post-school like break. From, you but, burned out of reading a little bit. You did. Yeah. Well, I was in grad school last year, so it was just like a lot of reading. It was really great stuff. Like I loved my graduate program. What did you go to graduate school for? Um, I was doing community health education. Okay. So it was really cool because it was a unique. It was unique in Albuquerque because we got to work with a lot of native communities. So, but I was working on reading the sports gene. So hopefully I'll finish mm, that. Good, oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Really enjoy it, especially um, my undergrads in chemistry. So. So you're really smart. So I really enjoyed kind of breaking down the kind of more like biochemical side of being, especially with endurance athletes. They've done a lot of research on that. So That's cool. Yes. I've talked to someone on this podcast that was reading, that read that book that really liked it. I forget who it was though. Yeah. My book that I really like, it's called You Are a Badass if you haven't read it. I highly recommend it. Okay. I, it was kind of, I really love to read. And I, uh, last year in Park City, uh, just kind of went to Barnes and Noble and randomly picked up the book because I liked the title. <laughs> and it was an awesome book. And I carry it every, like, I travel with it everywhere. So really? I, that's the only book I've ever reread. So, yeah, I really like it. It's okay. Um, my most recent book was uh, Malcolm Gladwell, he's one of my favorite authors, and the recent one I just read was called The Tipping Point, and it's just, like, about how, like, about how epidemics get started, how, like, um, crazes, fads, and stuff, Mm -hmm. like, how that gets popular, and what it is that, like, tips it over between being just, like, a small thing and being, like, a huge, like, craze. It was really interesting. Interesting. That sounds good. What um what shows are you guys watching? <laughs> the Bachelor. <laughs> we got I got it started watching The Bachelor last year at the same altitude camp. We did the same time of the year. I'd never seen it before. Me neither. I, I never like, wanted to thought be. I was like so above it. No. I'm like so. I oh, never gross. wanted to be one of those girls that watched it. I know. It. I know. And now I'm no, we are. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I know. It's so I think it's because we're so removed from all like. <laughs> drama and everything and so it's like you get this like taste of drama but you don't actually have to be a part of it so it's just like it's something to look forward to every week yeah that, I think that's what it is like it's Monday night like we get to watch The Bachelor instead of like every our days are so repetitive yeah. and everything so it's just like yeah definitely someone something to look forward to yeah even though it's kind of dumb <laughs> when we're at altitude we go over to Matt Liana's house he's like a local runner in Flagstaff who runs the marathon for Hoka and stuff and he always has, like, a bunch of people that are in Flagstaff over to watch it. And we all, like, cook and have dinner together and then watch The Bachelor. So it's just kind of, like, fun, like, get out of the house, do something mm-hmm. fun, be social for once, kind of once a week thing. So did you guys go to his house last night? We don't go on Mondays. We either go we'll either go tonight or <laughs> Me and Courtney watch So we it. watched it and then we'll rewatch it. Yeah, we, they we watch it twice. Oh, yeah. that's so funny. Well, I always get through the first hour and then I usually go to bed because it's, like, 8 <laughs> yeah. to 10. It's like two hours. Is a yeah, long time. and and like the commercials and um, I was literally laying in bed though with my four year old, like waiting him out for him to fall asleep. It was like eight oh seven, and I was like, "Look, buddy, like I've got something to do downstairs." <laughs> um, so tell me your thoughts on the season. You know, like who are your favorites, and what do you think about Corinne? Oh my God, <laughs> my favorite is Danielle. Is it Danielle M? Danielle M. That's the my short, favorite. Too. Blonde the blonde girl. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like yeah. Alexa. She's like the aspiring dolphin trainer. Oh, she's hilarious. I she's love hilarious. her. She's, she's not, I don't think she's going to win, but she's really funny. She's made it surprisingly far, though. I, she has yeah. made it. I was it like, really oh, that girl's going to be gone. Yeah, and we all great. hate Corinne, and we all hate Taylor. She's super annoying. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, oh, just, but see, you guys – so you guys finished it last night. I don't know what happened on Taylor and Corinne's two-on-one day. Yeah. Okay. It's exciting. It's exciting. They left it off last week of the two of them, like, sitting by the fire, right? And, like, Taylor was trying to be all, like, you need to check yourself. Like, your emotional <laughs> intelligence is really low. And she was, like, what? What's emotional intelligence? And then they were, like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great impersonation. <laughs> well, Taylor likes to talk about how smart she is and how intelligent oh, she is. Oh, God, she's the worst. Yeah. Neither one of them are great. They're both no. bad. But I mean, like, how much of Corinne is, like, real, honestly? Like, that is such a – it's so she has a fake. She sakes. When I heard she had a nanny, my – I could not pick my jaw up off the floor. Like, <laughs> I wasn't even surprised. It's like, whatever. She's just from a rich family and still lives with her rich family and, like, runs her yeah. rich family's yeah. business. Yeah, so I, I have um, Rachel, the lawyer, after last night. She's I one like of my Rachel's favorites. Yeah. Vanessa, the special Oh, Vanessa's good, good too, yeah. She seems, like – normal she's, yeah like, Vanessa actually seems pretty normal and she's really pretty like she seems like oh you're actually not a crazy person you just I don't yeah. know why you're on The Bachelor but you I know <laughs> you seem normal I think that about Vanessa and Danielle I'm like yeah you guys shouldn't be on the show like go find a real dude yeah well and Rachel <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and Rachel's also age appropriate she's like 31 because he's 37 yeah see Danielle M is 31 also so yes. I think that Corinne's like twenty three. I think that yeah. Vanessa's almost thirty, so they're yes, yeah. Vanessa is twenty nine. Any of the girls that have any kind of like real shot at actually connecting with him, I they have to be like at least I say give him a ten year. So yeah. twenty seven mm-hmm. up, right? Yeah. But I don't love him. No, me neither. No, I can't. I, I mean red flag, him- he's been on the show three, four times now. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he yeah, just keeps no. going back. Like, he's Bachelor of Paradise. I keep trying to keep it in mind. Well, I just keep thinking about him making out with Corinne in that bounce house. And I'm like, dude, oh, yeah. you are 37. <laughs> like, he's literally, like, four years older than me. And I'm like, what are you doing with your life? You're making out We're with this 23-year-old that- girl in a bounce house. <laughs> no, we know. We're convinced that the um, show has, like, one person that they get to, like, make him keep on. Oh, Oh, and like she definitely keeps like viewers up. Yeah, oh, and they always have to have that person. It was Chad when it was mm-hmm. Bachelorette, and mm-hmm. then it was Olivia last year. Mm-hmm. It's the same person. It's literally the same character. And they yeah. always have to have one of those to like keep up. But you know, this was before you guys watched. I'm sure there were like a few seasons back. There was this uh, Ben. There was a Bachelor Ben, not the most recent Ben, a different one. And the girl that was like the villain, like the Corinne, her name was Courtney. And she won. <gasps> yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, I forget what se- – I mean, I don't know what season it was. I, I've been, like, a fair-weather watcher. Like, I'll watch one season. I won't watch another. But recently yeah. I've been watching – this was probably, like, probably, like, five years ago or something. But, yeah, the villain won that season. Yeah. I've been I mean, watching. she was, like, this naked was- in the water with him, like, episode three. And she ended up winning. Yeah. Damn. Guys are so stupid. <laughs> I think it ruined it for me because I started watching the first time I ever watched was Ben's ben, season, he was and great. he was such a great bachelor that He's I just so think cute. I'm never gonna be able to like 
get it to that like level of interest anymore because this season I'm just like meh like he sucks like I'm not really that into it no I think he wants he likes the idea of getting married but he's yeah, not actually ready. he's not ready well yeah. and I'm like these girls like Rachel the lawyer from last night who had the one-on-one I was like do you even really like him like are, uh, do you just like act like you like him because you're on this show and you feel like you have to but like you're actually above him right <laughs> it's so sad um, I asked you one more question on the um, email. I don't know. We don't have to get to it if you guys don't want to. But did you have um, favorite people to follow on social media? Mm-hmm. That's a hard. I don't really pay attention to social media. I my little sister. She's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know. Just like if there's like a fun Instagram account, uh, Instagram account, or do you like Emily for instance? She's a great one to follow. I, so many good my, ones. I couldn't even pick. Three, so I'm like the opposite of my Shelby. friend. So my friend has a running store in Des Moines, and her cat is like super, is like really <laughs> awesome, and she's a shop cat. Like it goes to the store with her, and so it has its own Instagram account. Oh, shop shop do you Ellie. know what the name is? Shop Cat Ellie. I need to and it's so Ellie. cute. So okay. you'll, there'll be like pictures of her like hanging out in a shoebox or <laughs> like. Cat lovers. <laughs> it's super cute. <laughs> I love it. Okay, mm-hmm. Colleen, you ha- if you have so many you can't even pick one, you have to at least give me one. Okay, I'll give you a couple. So one of my favorites that actually also has a cat in it, even though, let it be known, on the record, I hate cats. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> uh, love dogs. Cat. But there's this really funny account that I follow called Beatrix and Midge, and it's a cat and a Bernese mountain dog. And they just, like, fight slash play all day and they the owner posts videos of them like fighting and like just playing games together and it's so cute like they're adorable I've never seen a cat and a dog get get along so well together and they <laughs> last it's really cute um another one that I love following because I love food is called the feed feed it's just feed, feed, feed twice the feed feed is so good the food looks amazing um I also follow like Ellen DeGeneres she's mm. cool She's like my favorite, um, like comedian, talk show, whatever you want to call her. Um, She's a good person to get coffee with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I follow The Rock. The Rock is so funny on Instagram. Okay. Rock is great. Plus, um, uh, what's the little guy who is his buddy? They just came out. They're coming out with the movie together. Uh, comedian, like little short um, guy. Uh, gosh, what's his name? He's big with Nike. He does all kinds of Nike stuff. Not Chris Rock. Uh-huh. Um, oh, Chris Hart. Or Hart? Hart? Uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. He's so funny as well. And the two of them are freaking hilarious oh together. <laughs> like, it's The Rock and, like, this little dude, you know? Like, yeah. their relationship is so funny. So I follow both of them, and they post about each other sometimes, which is funny, too. That's good. Like, I'll stop. I'll stop there. No, you guys are good. I have loved talking to you so much. I feel like I, I, feel like I could individually... I'm like, man, I should have had them all on individually first and then do the round table. So I feel like there's so many different questions I could, you know, so many different ways I could get no, those questions. Good. I feel like we're more comfortable when we're together. Yeah. yeah. You guys are awesome. Um, well, thank you so much for yeah, your time. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We can't wait. To yeah. Hear. Um, you guys are going to be, so I made this like my, a special episode. So it's going to be episode 50. Cool. Um, which is next, um, which will be next Friday. So cool. I'll email you once. How once long have you been doing it? How long does it take you to get to episode 50? Um, so I started it in April and I do a weekly show. So cool. every Friday oh, I put out a show and it's like, right. it is a lot of runners. I mean, probably 90%. It's ended up being 
like 90% runners, which yeah. wasn't my intention to be so heavy on the running. And I don't know that it always will be, but um, that's just how it's worked out. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm loving it. And, it, and I stay home with my kids. So um, it's kind of like my side, like entrepreneurial pursuit. And yeah. Um, yeah, so I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah thank you. You. Yeah. you guys have a great workout today. Thank you. Good luck at the National Cross Country. Thank you. And the BU Mile. I am totally going to follow you both, all three of you, and see see who wins, <laughs> who beats who, and I'll know what you're thinking. So, yeah. All right, girls. See you later. Well, thank, you. thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening today. Thank you, Colleen, Shelby, and Courtney for coming on the show. You guys make sure you head over to the show notes, lindsayhine.com, to check out more information on Preptish and Now Foods, and also to enter.